Hey guys, it's Alicia. I hope you all are having an amazing day. Today I have a very special guest with me, someone who is near and dear to my heart, and she is going to interview me. So on today I have my dear friend, Helen Jones, and she's gonna interview me, and we're just gonna have some girl talk. So thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so I am so excited to have this session with you, and. It's just amazing when we take time and just be willing to share our story so that people can hear our truth. Mm -hmm. And so we, today we're going to deal with your truth. All right. <laughs> so you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So we're dealing with the little girl in Alicia. Okay. If we can tap into the little girl um, in Alicia. I just want to know about the little girl named Alicia. Okay, so where do I start? Um, well, I was born to a teenage mother and a young adult father, um, neither of which were ready for children. However, that did not stop the love that I received as a little girl. Um, because my mom was a teenager, I grew up with my grandparents, well actually my great grandparents. And I've been in church my entire life. Uh, my mom was, would say I was in church probably since I was six weeks old, if not earlier. Um, my mom told me she knew that I had a calling on my life because the enemy just tried to attack me when I was an infant and try to take me out even in an infant seat. And so growing up, I lived with my grandparents. My grandfather was very strict. I mean, strict to the point of we had a porch at on our apartment and I couldn't leave off the porch, like the first step of the porch. I had to play right there in that little square. Um, and he would buy me, he bought me whatever I wanted, you know, food, toys, whatever. Um, but he never would allow my mom to take me away from the home. So I grew up at one point thinking, well, maybe my mom doesn't want me because she left me here when she was able to leave, you know, home when she was old enough to leave. And then I always felt as if my father didn't want me because he was never a part of my life, as far as I knew it. I knew who he was. However, we didn't have a relationship. So the little girl, Alicia, grew up with love, but still missing love, if that makes sense. That's right. That makes a whole lot of sense. I actually know where you're coming from. So how did you get through that stage because I remember where you where you you know thought that mom didn't want you father wasn't in your life for me personally it was a hard place especially when you saw your peers and mm -hmm. other friends around you so how did you how did that make you feel at that moment well once I you know, spoke with my mom, that was kind of aired out. It wasn't that she didn't want me or didn't want to take me. My grandparents said no. They felt like she was too young 
even at the age of 18, 19, they felt like she wasn't going to be able to take care of me. So they made her leave me. You know, what, she wasn't going to fight with them. <laughs> you know, so after that, I just felt like, okay, so I know where my mom is, which technically she moved like right down the street. So it wasn't far. I could still see her. Um, but when I went to my friend's house and they had their both parents, mama and daddy in, in one home and I'm like my home is not structured and it made me feel like I was missing something and it made me feel like um, empty I told my father once that I felt like I was ugly because I was like what father doesn't want to be there for their daughter and you know it took me a while I mean years, well up into my adulthood to even be able to have a conversation with him because so that, that little girl void. was wounded. Right, right. There was a deep void there. So when, how old were you when you finally had that conversation? Was that something that you had to go through before you became like a teenager or for the long Oh, it was further along. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, my, we, my mom, eventually, my I, when I became 12, my grandmother was like, my grandfather passed away when I was six. I stayed with my grandmother up until I was 12. And she was like, I'm not raising any more, any more children. You know, I'm done. I'm not we're going through this teenage stage no more. Right. And so I moved in with my mom. And my mom, um, she put him on child support. And when they went to court, she said, I want to talk to you because your daughter and your son, want, they need you. They want you to be a part of their lives. And he made promises. He even drove my mama home from court that day because she didn't have a car. And when he came, he was like, I'm going to come back and get y'all. And I remember this. Oh, my God. I remember this so vividly. I'm going to come and get y'all and take y'all shopping next Saturday. That very next Saturday, I sat in that window for hours. And he never showed up. He never showed up. And so that was, I was like, okay. So I went on through my life. Um, graduated from high school. I met this man. We, we became engaged. I was engaged to be married at like 19. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, right. And um, I called my father then, and I was like, you know, even then I was like, will you walk me down the aisle? Because regardless, I, you know, I always said that was my father. He's my father, you know, regardless. I don't have another one. My grandfather had passed away. So the only male figure I knew was gone. So I was going to give it to him. He told me yes, but that, that marriage never happened. So it took well over into my 20s. I may have been, I remember my brother, I was 25 when my brother passed away. And he made me make a promise to him that I would have a relationship with my father. And that is, that promise I made to my brother is what made me continue to pursue a relationship. That's good. That's good. And understandable at the same time. Let's go back a little bit. As a little girl, did you have a nickname? I don't know. Now, my grandmother, <laughs> I wouldn't say it was a nickname, but she never called me Alicia. She always called, always called me Lisa. And I was like, well, Mama, why she called me Lisa? She was like, she just can't say your name. Mm -hmm. So it, was, it wasn't that it was a nickname, but that was unique to 
my grandmother, all, well, all of my great grandparents. My grandfather called me that, and my um, great aunt. They all called me Lisa. Nobody called me Alicia. So for the longest, I'm like, what is my name? Because my mama's saying Alicia, and y'all saying Lisa. This right. is so totally different. Right. But so I wouldn't say it was a nickname, but to to the older generation in my family, that's what I know that. Okay. So when I met you for the very first time, to me, I felt like you were popular. <laughs> and the reason okay. why I said that because me personally, a lot of people know me, but I don't have a lot of people somewhat as what we say in our circle. Mm -hmm. So mind you, that's how I even grew up. I didn't have a lot of friends. I only I can literally count on one hand as I was a little girl to I felt like when I as I was growing up because I still didn't have a lot of people that I could quote unquote call friends that, you know, I just felt like they were just in my little circle. But when I first met you, I felt like you had to me the reason why I said that you had you was hanging around a lot of more people than I was. But how was that growing up? Were you did people view you as a popular person? Did they? How did the? How did friends view you? And how did you? Um, how did that go? And knowing that you was in this somewhat of a dark space. Um, I grew up going to church. Okay, so I had basically one friend. Let me take that back. I had two friends outside of the church that I was a part of. One was one of my mom's best friends, daughter, and she and I are still friends to this day. One um, has passed away. So those were the two friends that I had outside of church. Those were mine. One would live near me, and she was my friend. I would play with her. That's the only friend I had in the neighborhood. We played together all the time. The other one was someone who was her mom and my mom were close. So we were like family. She's still like family to me. I'm um, going to church. I met a lot of cousins. I don't really know if they were really my cousins or our grandparents just told us we were cousins. I really don't know. But we were cousins. <laughs> and um, So I was close to them. Now, one of them is one of the people whose house I, I went to and that's when I realized she got her mama, she got her daddy, and here I am with my grandparents. I know where my mama is, but I have no clue where my father is. Um, and another one, um, one of my friends, she her, she was a product of a single parent. Her mother, mother and father were divorced. So she kind of could empathize with me. I don't think I've ever been popular. I don't, <laughs> I don't think. Um, I think what it is, is because I dealt with rejection, I felt like I always needed a lot of people around me um, to make up for a void that I was feeling. And honestly, none of them could really complete that void. And so until I became healed, you know, then I realized it's not about the amount of people, it's the, the quality of the person that you have around you. So that's good. So how did you, so we're from a little girl, and you know we grow in stages. Mm -hmm. So we're from a little girl. So now we're, let's move on to maybe middle, high school. Okay. Where 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 were your life then? Was there a relationship with your mom closer then? Um, and even with your father, was there a slight type of communication? Well, I've always had a close relationship with my mom. I just didn't understand initially why she left me gotcha. with my grandparents. I've gotcha. always had a great relationship with my mom. 
Um, so yeah, my mom was always there. Mm -hmm. um, in middle school, I had no re relationship with my father, except for that one time he came and said he was coming. He never showed up. And that was that's what I remember. And I, you know, from you know middle school to high school, mm -hmm. I never spoke with him again after that. And that was 14, maybe 15 years old. I never had another conversation with him until I was an adult. So no proms, he wasn't there, mm -hmm. no graduation. Nothing. Oh wow. Nothing. Um, and I don't say this, y'all, to bash my father because I have a great relationship right, with him now. Right. But I'm telling my story. Right. Um, he wasn't there. Um, but, you know, a lot of people expected me to be like really promiscuous because I grew up as a single parent and my mom had children as a teenager. And that was like the one thing I did not want to do. I didn't want to feel like I had to give my body to a man just for him to love me. Now, granted, I ended up, you know, having sex before marriage, but it wasn't because I felt like I had to give my body to somebody. It was because that's something that I wanted to do. Um, but as in middle school, I was like a tomboy. Everybody was like, I, when I tell people that, they be like, girl, I know you weren't. <laughs> yeah, I was a tomboy. Uh, I had a friend, my mom and his mom were friends, and I would like, like, give me a shirt. Like every day, I would be with, we went to separate middle schools. So he would wear a shirt, and then I'd wash it and wear it. And then we just, we rotating shirts because I wanted to dress like a tomboy, you know. And that was just a phase that I went through. And, and when I got to high school, we had changed churches. So then my mama started making me wear dresses every day. <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. I know how that is. Rose eyes. <laughs> she started making me wear dresses every day. So that tomboy face kind of phased out because I'm like, I ain't about to be looking like no no uh, boy in a skirt, you know. So that kind of phased out. But high school, high school was interesting. I wore skirts every year up until my senior year. And I was like, mom, I'm not doing this anymore. You know. I just don't want to do this anymore. I don't feel like God is going to punish me for wearing pants. You know, I just don't see that. And she agreed. She allowed. And it actually set the, um, it um, made a print imprint for my sisters. So they didn't have to do it anymore. Like, mama, no. I don't want them to have to go through what I've been through. Right, right. As far as, you know, people asking me all the time, why do you wear skirts all the time? Why you don't wear pants? It's right. just the church I go to. I don't. I really don't right. understand it. But my mama go there. Yeah. I mean, that's really what's my answer. Right. And so that was it. So, and I, I just have a couple more questions. Oh, you're fine. You're good. <laughs> um. So, just in our in the conversation, because I view you as a great leader. I look at you. I think that you are a leader. Did you always feel that you were even in high school? To a certain degree. Um. I've always had people who um, would come talk to me, come ask me my opinion. And at first I thought it was because, okay, well they think she's religious because she wears skirts all the time. Yeah. So they're going to come and ask me for my advice. Um, but even after the skirts were gone and I grew up in different areas and, you know, people still come to me. So I, I, I think... I believe I've always known I, I was a leader, but at some point I was like, I just want to, I just want to be in a bed. <laughs> I just want to follow. Let right. me be a follower, right? Okay? Right. I don't want to. I don't want to be the head. I want to be back here, okay? Yeah. And it sounds crazy, but because I was 